Hello everyone, this is Saqib. Uh, it's time to do another round of Tennis with an Accent podcast. Uh, day six is in the books and we look forward to a lot of great matches tomorrow. And our guest today is someone who covered tennis uh, from Quebec, Montreal with us. And uh, she is the house expert today uh, about uh, Argentina tennis, be it Diego Schwartzman, be it Juan Martin Del Potro, you name it. Welcome, Caroline. Hi, Wok. Hi, thank you. So I'm sure it's uh, not a coincidence tomorrow, you know, the lineup has both these gentlemen I mentioned and you have uh, you have quite the research and quite the professional knowledge covering Diego Schwartzman since his junior days and also Juan Martin Del Potro, who is one of the biggest stars to come out of Argentina. So where do you want to start with? How do you, what's your relation with Argentina, Argentine tennis? I've been a fan of uh the former players like Cacheri and Sabaleta and Nabandian, like name them, La Legion. I know them, like I followed them since, well, since not their beginnings, but when they were in their prime. And then I started liking Argentine tennis and then I started following them all one after the other. So that's how it stayed. And then six years ago, I went, I went on vacation to Argentina and I happened to cover the tournament there. Who's uh, who's a player that you've covered the most in recent times? Is it uh, is it D- uh, Del Potro? Uh, I know you've interviewed him or you've been in the press room a few times. So want to share that experience? How was it? Yeah, first time I saw Del Potro actually was uh, in Montreal in 2011. It was my first ever tennis coverage as a journalist, and it was my first ever question in a press conference. And I happened to ask for like to ask to ask him a question specifically in Spanish and it was like I was the only question in Spanish and he was just so happy so that's the only match she played there I think and then I saw him again two years later again Montreal and he remembered me that's the weirdest thing because he has like such a good memory and he's so nice and last year it was what four years later because he hadn't come for all that time and he remembered me which was really surprising he's a very very nice guy uh, are you impressed uh, what you've seen so far from Juan Martin on clay yeah i am because he's been he's been injured he missed uh, he was he was in doubt until the last moment so yeah i'm super impressed like slow start against mayu but he's he's been playing great then and then he played against beneto and he was just wonderful yeah, it doesn't get easy. Tomorrow he's playing one of the, you know, clay court exponents from Spain, uh, Albert Ramos Vinolas. Uh, your projection for that match? How do you see that match playing out? Uh, depends on the weather. If the weather is dry, the court's going to be a bit drier than it was today with the rain and everything. It's going to be a little easier for Fredelpo because he's uh, the, the the slow courts are not super good for him. And he says it himself, like physically, that's one of the toughest because he has to do a lot of running and the bounces and everything. It's not like he can just serve and then go with his big forehand. He can, but he, he has to do a lot of running. So I don't know. Depends really on the court because Ramos Vignones is a very tough opponent. So is that the reason uh, Del Potro doesn't play the Argentina Open? Uh, is that something? Because I'm some, that's something always has made me curious. Like the biggest name in the house doesn't play the biggest tournament in the country. He prefers hardcourt. <laughs> that's pretty much. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not the norm. I think uh, him and Albanian are the two, I think, more complete players. Otherwise, most Argentine guys still prefer clay. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, they do. 
Although I remember once Trunceliti, you well, the story of the French Open, the beginning of the French Open, Trunceliti actually once said that he really prefers hard courts to clay as well. And Diego Schwartzman, same thing. He said he likes the hard courts. He does play on clay and he does play well, but he says he's like he likes hard court as well. And yeah, and especially when you put uh, Spain versus Argentina, I think in. On, on a clay court, I think it's, it's it's like a culture by itself. Both countries take pride on you know their clay court tennis, and it's just uh, it's just amazing. I was myself privileged to see a match a few years ago, courtside between Del Bonis and Karina Bursta. I think that was just one of the most amazing matches. So that's the kind of tennis I think we can get tomorrow from Juan Martin and uh, Ramos Venegas. And now let's move on to Diego Schwartzman. Uh, yeah. I, I believe uh, you know when we were talking offline, you have a lot of uh, you, you've covered him since his junior days, so. Share some good stories uh, about Schwartzman for our audience. Well, Diego is a super nice guy. I have to say, I've like I've been following his career as, as you said, like since his juniors. But when I went to Argentina to cover the tournament, I will always remember that moment because uh, that's when I actually got to meet him. And since then, like he's a super super nice person, and the family is wonderful. Like he comes from from a very grounded family and. He yes okay he's short we know that but he not that he doesn't care but he makes do with it and actually he's getting like better and better he's like he's playing like tall if yeah. if that's an exp- yeah he's Absolutely. playing tall he's playing big and I think uh, it's about time like you know if you follow tennis and if you cover tennis you know as a journalist or if you're a hardcore fan I think we have to just remove the height thing from Diego Schwartzman that's kind of my pet peeve. Yeah, we know he's you know not not that tall, but you know what? He's a great mover. He has great hands, quick feet, and he won't have the tall guy injuries. So I think he's going to have a long career like this. But the fu- the, mo- the most fun part I remember, like he likes, like I remember, like in Montreal last year was the first time he came here ever, and he was practicing with uh, Ferrer. It was just so wonderful because both are not tall, but they give their everything. And in practice, it was the same thing. They give it all. And his style reminds me a, a lot of Ferrer at the same time. I think his backhand is still more explosive than Ferrer. I think his backhand is, to me, again, correct me if I'm wrong, his backhand is a lot like Nalbandian, not as good, but I think he can do what Nalbandian used to do, the rotation, and he can go down the line, and he can, you know, the shoulder rotation is great there. Definitely, but that's also something I've heard and I've seen. That's a characteristic of Argentinian players. They Most of them have terrific backhands. Indeed. So when you followed him since a young age, was he always projected? Uh, what kind of future was projected of him? Because, you know, he was obviously not, you know, uh, one of the tall guys. Again, we go back there. But uh, is he overachieving or is, you know, is still there's more potential? No. I know it's hard to say, but uh, since you followed him, uh, what's your take on this? No, he's not overachieving. <laughs> he knows what he wants and he goes for it. And, and as someone who's you know followed him closely, what is your projection? I know how far he's going to go. Right now, I think he's uh, he's had his best ranking this year, and he's making you know good results on the two fifties and five hundreds. Played a decent tournament in Miami, then struggled in clay. But overall, I think he's someone who's been talked about a lot. So, what do you see uh, the potential here? How far or how high he can go in the rankings? Top ten, definitely. <laughs> Most oh. even even maybe after the French Open. Because he's really close to the to the top ten, he's number twelve right now. He is indeed. And uh, how do you see his match against Borna Chorich? Because he's another guy who's you know who has great ground strokes, moves well, 
So I think it's going to be a very close fight. It will be. <laughs> Definitely. That I have no doubt it's going to be a tough one for both players. Bona is playing wonderful right now. And, and he's good on clay. Torich is very good on clay. So, yeah, it's going to be a very good match to follow tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's one of the better matches. And, and to me, it's a 50-50 match because, you know, Schwarzman had a lot of momentum coming in. Uh, yeah. He was playing really well in the South American swing and then played a good tournament in Miami before losing to Raonic. And then uh, Chorich also had a great tournament in Indian Wells. So, yeah, it's, it's anybody's match. Definitely. Uh, again, now let's uh, relive or rewind like your connection with Argentine tennis. So, what attracted you uh, about this brand of tennis? Uh, why you became such a fan of uh, Argentine tennis? I think they're finding spirit. Like they don't give up. They just they just play super well. And I don't know. It was fun watching them. So that's probably why I liked watching those players particularly. I just liked watching them. Like I remember, like my bucket list was I want to watch Nalbandian play on play uh, or in Argentina, which I did. When I went there, I saw Nalbandian play in Argentina it was wonderful because the crowd was so behind him. But I also like not only the players, I like the fans there because they know their stuff. They love their they love their tennis and they cheer for everyone. They sing for everyone. It's just yeah, it's a great country for for sports in general. Do you see Nelbandian coming back to tennis as a coach at some time? Or, because he's kind of, what is he doing these days? He's not in the tennis news, for sure. He's not, he's disconnected from tennis almost completely. Like the last I've known about him, he's doing some uh, rally, like car okay. car races. And he had uh, quite a terrible accident a few weeks ago, a um, couple of months ago, I think. But he was okay, and uh, co-driver, co-pilot was okay too. But he still he loves it, and that he's always been a daredevil. Talk, talk to us more about who are some of the other Argent, Argentine players who are who may not be household names because Andreozzi finally, I think, made the main draw this year. Uh, he reached the second round, and of course, Trunjaletti was a big story. Who else is there on the horizon for Argentina tennis? Uh, last year there was Renzo Olivo, but uh, this year I don't know what happened. I know he was injured at some point, uh, so his ranking has plummeted a little, which is pretty sad because he's super talented. Um, yeah, there's Andreossi who got, as you said, his first uh, Grand Slam major win ever. Um, and his coach actually is a former player. I don't know if you remember Juan Pablo Brisiki. Yep. Okay, so it's his coach, actually, and he's also, uh, is also uh, coaching Brazilian uh, Shao Sousa. I think that's plenty for Argentine tennis and, uh, since we have a few more minutes. Um, is there any other match you're looking forward to tomorrow? I know uh, there are a few completions, like Monfils Goffin is one match, and then we have uh, Pui Hachinov. Is there any match that interests you or you're looking forward to on tomorrow's schedule? Well, Goffin Monfils definitely because, uh, like, that's what I was reading, like, on my way back, I was reading on Twitter, there's this French journalist, I don't remember which, who was mentioning that uh, Lodra was in the the drawing, uh, the dressing room with uh, Monfils talking after the, the stoppage of the match and Monfils started puking. So that's a bit worrisome for Gael. Yeah, so, and the other match, of course, I don't know, I'm sure that everyone looks forward to that one, Nadal against Gasquet. That's the match tomorrow, I think. Yeah, that's had, that's had been, uh, has been a very one-sided rivalry for the most part of their career. I, I believe Gasquet hasn't beaten him, in, beaten him in professional tennis. 
but there's always no. a new day and a new match. So, uh, do you see any new tactics from Gasquet? You think he can play Nadal close even for a set? I think so because he's been playing really well this tournament so far. Like after like all the things that have been happening to him uh, over the last few months, like with injuries and with like a lot of inconsistencies and everything, but he's starting to get like better and better and better. So yeah, maybe like he can take. Maybe he can take a set off him, or at least make it tight. That would be fun. Yeah, that would be a huge result from a Gasquet's point of view if he can take a set from Nadal on Chatrier. That's probably the mission impossible in tennis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about Canadian tennis? I, I was there last year for the Rogers Cup in Montreal, and uh, Denis Shapovalov announced himself in the biggest ways. So, how's the tennis scene in Canada with Felix Auger, Aliasami, and now? joining the ranks of uh, Milos Raonic and uh, Denis Shapovalov. It's doing great. Actually, it's really fun to just seeing like all those young guys playing super well. Felix is, uh, is uh, one of my favorite youngsters. He's super talented. If he can get a little luckier when it comes to injuries, sky's the limit. That's, as for Shapovalov, it's the same thing. He's so great. And both of them, like... They, they they are super down on earth kids. They don't have the big head or anything. They know they're talented, but they keep it to the they, they keep it like low key. Uh, they have their feet like firmly on the ground. They know what they have to do and they do it well. They're super mature, super talented. So it's really wonderful to watch that generation of Canadian players coming. Same for the girls. Same for the boys. Anyway, so I think thanks for doing this, Caroline, on such a short notice. I think uh, we covered quite a few topics. All right. Well, thank you, Sakib.